0: Ziggy's Gift, brought to you by Atari, makers of home video games for fun your whole family can share. Here we are Mm. in downtown's Toyland where children's dreams come true. Hello, little girl.
1: What do you think Mm. Santa's going to bring you this year? You want a what?
0: Welcome back to the Advent Calendar House, the only holiday podcast recommended by 9 out of 10 liberated live turkeys. Today, we take a short statured trip to 1982 to talk about the one off special Ziggy's Gift, starring no one's favorite funny papers hero. I am at least two heads shorter than everyone else in my universe, Mike Westfall, and joining me is the world's most terrifying mechanical wind up window display, Santa. Please welcome back Chad Young. Hey, Chad.
1: Oh my gosh. I wish I knew that that's what you were going with. <laughs> um hey mike what's going on man really digging this man it's nice and cozy here in the advent house oh i love it i love this time by the way pass me some cocoa please when you get a chance right here oh thank you thank you perfect
0: so you reminded me this special existed i knew about it i'd heard of it but i didn't remember actually watching it before And I was Mm. sure I'd never seen this before. This was going to be my first time. And then, like, three seconds in, I start playing it. And that opening song by Harry Nielsen starts playing. Give,
1: give, 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 joy, 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 joy,
0: joy. And immediately, I remember hearing that song before, and it's like this flood of memories I never knew I even had came rushing out of I don't even know where the recesses. Of
1: my brain. <laughs> don't you love when that happens? I do. I love it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs>
0: How familiar are you with Harry Nielsen besides
1: this? I'm really not. Yeah. I'm, um. I, 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 I think I know the name. Um, I'm sure I would know the works as it's as soon as I heard him. But I okay. <sighs> I mean, like in the '60s, he was really
0: big. He's like a favorite of Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Oh, he but was that's... one of
1: yes. Right. I, I I I he was um he was mentioned by um like David Bowie in that um oh yes mm-hmm. yes in the Crosby the... special yes, yes thank you okay. so yes 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 I don't but I don't you know what. I don't think I know any of his works. I got to be honest. Have which you really... ever
0: watched? It's a TV movie called "The Point" from 1971. I think. Me and my Directed by Fred Wolf. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Okay, I, I if you have I not think... seen this. You need to see this. This is a something you would love. Uh, the animation is very <laughs> early Fred Wolf-ish. 1970s. It's got that. Aesthetic where everybody's only colored one color, like in the Gift
1: of oh. I gotta But see it's a that. Harry Nielsen
0: album that they made into a movie.
1: Okay. Time out, Mike. Oh my goodness. All you had to say was it was. Um an animated it's an animated movie based off an album and i'm sold i don't even care i am officially the biggest harry nielsen fan now (laughs) because that sounds amazing to me you know and mike i i mean i've talked about it you know a lot of people know me for like you know horror movies and stuff like that but you and i have sat here and talked about you know the amazing you know animation that we've seen through the years and you know now i'm just especially if fred wolf is involved which which by the way if people don't know who fred wolf is He's one half of, um, you know, Wolf, um, oh gosh, it's the studio that did, I'm, I, his name is slipping me right now, <clears throat> but, um, that Mirazaki, I think that sounds Wolf, about right. Wolf Swenson Mirazaki So I, 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 apologize if I'm getting that wrong, but I love sitting here, you know, discovering new animation and, you know, always chatting about animation. And now you've given me something new to look forward to. And I am so grateful,
0: so grateful <laughs> The Point, it's called.
1: And I'll I'll send it to you later. It's in the show notes, kids. Uh, Fred Wolf, we
0: talked about him uh, with American Rabbit.
1: Same guy. Yes, yes, American Rabbit. I was trying to remember what we um, discussed uh, that he did. Yeah, but American Rabbit.
0: For me, he's the the Ninja Turtles animated series guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Harry Nielsen's music is the standout performance of Ziggy's Gifts to me, but I still don't remember how or when I watched this. It can't be... The first airing. I was only two when this debuted. This mm-hmm. was on December 1st, 1982 at 8 o'clock Eastern when ABC bravely ran it against Rudolph.
1: Ooh, what are you thinking? I
0: don't know. Oh, NBC's what are NBC's over here. They have this old TV listings website that I found.
1: Which is a great site, by the uh, way.
0: love it. And NBC's over here. Forget it. We're not beating Rudolph. Let's play real people.
1: <laughs> what? Show. It's their show, and like, look at this guy. Oh, it's like, um, oh, what is it? That's incredible, kind of, right? Yeah, a lot like that's incredible. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh,
0: so by comparison, Ziggy's Gift was a favorable watch, and it became the first animated Christmas special in history to win the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. Specifically, it's the first Christmas special to win that specific award, which only debuted in 1979. Before that, they had mm-hmm. one for Outstanding Children's Program, so that's what Charlie Brown wins. That's what Sesame Street has won. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've covered some later winners of this particular Outstanding Animated Program, which kind of collects everything. Uh, Claymation Christmas has won it. Pinky and the Brain has won it. As of this recording, the most recent winner in 2018. Any guesses, Chad? It is not a Christmas special.
1: <sighs> I know it's not that Michael Jackson Oh, Halloween special. I know that. No, no, no. 2018. The most recent winner. 2018. Um... It's
0: Pickle Rick! <laughs> so as you were saying... Well, speaking of oddly shaped tiny humans... <laughs> Ziggy's gift was directed by Richard Williams, best known now as the mm. animation director for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. Uh, and it kind of shows. Yeah, well, I yes, mean, we'll get into it, but it, it definitely tells. Yeah, mm. uh, beautifully animated this whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, co-written, of course, by Ziggy's creator Tom Wilson, not Biff Tom Wilson. Ah, oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> Happy Back to the Future Day! Happy Back to the Future Day, Morty. Uh no, this is the late cartoonist Tom Wilson the First, uh, and the and the strip is continued today by his son Tom the Second. Animators included Eric Goldberg, a native of Cherry Hill, New Jersey, who co directed oh. Disney's Pocahontas and Fantasia two thousand, and he worked on Hercules and the Princess of the Frog, and most recently Moana, to
1: name a few. Oh. Is he related to any other Goldbergs in that area? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I know Goldberg's in that
0: area.
1: Um, oh, do you? Or did. Maybe an Adam F. Goldberg, perhaps? <laughs> uh, not that one. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> uh,
0: another animator, animation legend Tom Cito, worked on this. Ooh, he worked on Williams crazy. with Roger Rabbit, a bunch of Disney Renaissance films. And then moved over to the DreamWorks and worked on Ants and The Prince of Egypt and Shrek and co directed Osmosis <laughs> Jones. Oh, dear gosh. But before all that, Chad, Tom Cito was a storyboard artist on He Man and The Masters of the mm-hmm.
1: Universe. Yup. He was Filmation for life. Well, well yeah, that's
0: for that. <laughs> directed some episodes of She ra Ghostbusters, Brave Star.
1: Wait 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 wait! Filmation Ghostbusters. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to specify. Otherwise, you are going to have a lot of looseheimer. Well, you said uh, Filmation. Adaptation. I did, but you know, you well, uh, let's be, be, be accurate. Yeah, and you didn't say real Ghostbusters, so no. I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. Okay. I believe they branded themselves the original
1: Ghostbusters, which is correct. Yeah. <laughs> correct. Filmation Ghostbusters. Technically. Yeah.
0: No, I'm I'm down with
1: you on that. Yes. Uh,
0: So Ziggy, the character, debuted as a comic strip character in 1968, started syndication in 71. He's this very short, squat, bald, big nosed, big footed, big hearted man on greeting cards in a world full of humans two heads taller than he is. Mm hmm. Uh, Tom Wilson Jr. describes Ziggy as a lovable loser and a last-in-line character, right down to his name, inspired by his dad's experience of always being called last alphabetically, something you and I can both relate to. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> oh gosh!
0: Oh. Back of the class every time.
1: Mm-hmm. So Ziggy.
0: But, okay, so in this special, Ziggy, despite having speech bubbles in his comic strips and greeting cards, does not speak at all all in this. Not once. No. Not once. He's our silent protagonist, accompanied <laughs> by his little white dog, Fuzz, voiced, Yay. of course, by Frank Welker. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Raise your hands if you're surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so we join Ziggy and Fuzz as they start a snowy Christmas Eve morning with news on the TV in the background. But right before he turns on the TV, there's a blink and you miss a joke on the wall. On which hangs a clipboard with a list of things to do, and the only two things on it is, get new pencil written in red ink, and <laughs> make list of things to do. <laughs> and that might be the funniest joke in the history of Ziggy because, in my experience, it's not
1: a very high bar. <clears throat> well, um, no, it really isn't. Um, I- I'll, I'll be honest, I... I I like Ziggy. It's not, you know, it was never a character that I would like go out of my way to be like, oh, I gotta read Ziggy. Right. Um, There was a very clever one, and I think I posted it on my Facebook somewhere. Of uh, he's holding a rabbit and he's at um, a party, and it says BYOB does not mean bring your own bunny. No. And I mean that—that's the kind of negativity you don't need. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, but I think that's the only time I've ever really liked a Ziggy like comic where I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty memorable. I, I always liked how, you know, optimistic and, you know, just hopeful and happy, you know, Ziggy is because I feel like I can relate to that. But at the same time, it's just like. (sighs) It's a very specific sort of humor. I think so. I think so, and it's it, that's not a bad thing no. because isn't the thing still going? I mean, I think so. Right. So I mean, you know, Someone the Wilsons. Reading. Yeah, someone's reading the Wilsons, and I'm sure they've made a lot of money oh, <laughs> off yeah. those Hallmark cards, oh, yeah. but just not just not my yeah, go to. But- The time was ripe in
0: 1982, so here we are, the anchor on TV is reporting on some sketchy street corner Santas stealing money dropped in the kettles that was supposed to go to those in need. And as Ziggy gets up and brushes his teeth, but sign number one that he's not the most graceful creature in this universe is the (laughs) toothpaste tube leaks in all directions. But the way it's supposed to come out, and it's supposed to be like red and white striped aqua fresh i think mm-hmm. but it ends up looking like tiny little beetlejuice sandworms to me
1: yes i oh, actually could, you. i actually thought beetlejuice sandworm i'm i not. I, I could count on you that's it i really thought thing. that yeah that was just weird to me <laughs> like i don't think it wasn't funny or clever it was just like what what, what is happening even I didn't even dogs, know what... like
0: yeah. growling at it on the floor because it looks like a sandworm he does!
1: Like, a Christmas-themed uh, Sam Dorn with yeah. that. But yeah, that was weird. I, I didn't, uh eh, no. No. But.
0: Grabs the morning paper from outside and the wreath falls off his door. He tries to flip through the paper and it all kinds of comes loose, falls on top of him. But when he gets it together, he spots a want ad for Santas. O- <laughs> honest volunteers needed for charity soliciting.
1: Oh boy! So he
0: rips it out of the paper, and then we get the gag of Ziggy having to arrange his drawers as stairs to get dressed, and that sums up a good seventy-five percent of jokes in this entire
1: episode. He's short. It, look, I, I I get it, you know. Uh, if uh, I mean, I'm six foot six, uh, but I assume if you're a short person, I, I'm assuming this isn't, you know, this is a this isn't as well, maybe you can find some humor in it. I don't know. And maybe. I, don't know. I mean, I'm short, but I'm not that short. But Maybe if you I sit next
0: to you, like, I'm 5'8". So <laughs> yeah. next to you, I, it's about the same
1: height differential. Yeah. Of you'll need, you'll need to. Everyone else in this. Pretty much. You'll need to uh, make stairs out of your uh, dresser just to kind of give me a high five. There you go.
0: <laughs> we might have to do that. If, oh, when
1: gosh. Yes. All righty. Just get a chair and
0: <laughs> turns into some kind of wrestling spot.
1: Oh, gosh. Can I tell you? I When I met Billy West – back in 2004 he um he was kind of offended that i was a lot taller than him so he (laughs) grabs a chair and he's like oh no i've got to be the one in the i've got to be the tallest one here (laughs) i don't know if he said it as a joke or he was genuinely upset because billy's not that tall of a guy so i have a photo of him just like doing a muscular kind of like hulk hogan pose oh that's amazing (laughs) it is i'll send it to you oh please do yeah you got it oh
0: but back to Ziggy, like he breaks the mirror on the way back down. He struggles to get dressed, and then the dog comes help wrap a scarf around himself before tying the same scarf around the dog. Do all pet owners do that, or just the short ones?
1: Oh no, I totally do that to my rabbits. Oh yeah, no, th- is your scarf like fifteen feet long? Okay, now you, you're, you're, you're. Yes, but only because I'm okay. so tall. Right. And that, that that's, it, I'd probably say that, yeah, my, I do have a scarf that's about, mm, probably 10 to 15 okay. that my wife made. Well, yeah, so I will back that up, but I've never gone, you know, chased my rabbits around with it and said, hey, get over here.
0: <laughs> well, they step outside and he hangs his fallen wreath back on the door and heads out with sled in tow mm-hmm. just for his inside wreath to fall and break a light bulb candle. And I think knock out the power in his apartment. I don't know. He's short and unlucky. Got it. Great. Moving yeah, on. Got it. <laughs> through the busy snowy streets, picking up a very Charlie Brown looking tree and nearly getting hit by a careening taxi. Yeah. Only to return safely to a sled left on the corner to find a tall old timey Irish policeman. Officer O'Connor.
1: There's your sled here. And what's it doing sitting out here in the middle of the sidewalk where somebody could trip over it? A person could get hurt that way, you know. What are you
0: doing here? Lecturing him about leaving a sled in the middle of the sidewalk where someone could trip
1: over it. Mike, you're you're making me do that Tom Likas thing again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, can I? You, you, you made a point about the Charlie Brown tree, and I, I kind of have to just give you one of my side notes. I've always kind of seen Ziggy as what if you know uh, what, how we could expect to see Charlie Brown as he gets older, you know, and mm-hmm. right down to the dog. And I don't know if I, I don't have good you know knowledge on Ziggy's history, but I, I've I've always kind of seen him seen him as an adult Charlie Brown, and I think that that tree kind of cemented you know my my thinking of that you know
0: no that's a very good comparison
1: and uh-huh. that tree just fits even better
0: now that you say that well while officer o'connor is giving ziggy the business we see a hand silently creep out of a nearby trash can and swipe the officer's wallet And only the dog seems to notice on the screen, but as everyone else walks away, out of the trash can appears this gray-skinned, unkempt-looking, mustached petty thief who gives a little victory cheer. (laughs) I...
1: I I don't know. I I don't... (laughs) I don't. Is this a character in the Ziggy like comic, or is he just? Like- I don't know. I think
0: this is just a one-off for this special. I believe this is the character credited on IMDb as
1: Crooked Santa.
0: That sounds. I guess. I guess that sounds. But there are other Crooked Santas, so there are. Like we get a voice cast, but no one's credited in anything. So I feel like IMDb just did their best. Yeah, probably. So, if it's the same guy, this voice of this guy going, ya, ya, is Richard Williams <laughs> himself. Ah. And the voice of the cop is character actor Tom McGreevy. Excellent. I don't recognize any of his other credits, but IMDB says he's known for being a waiter in the Naked Gun Two and a Half: The Smell of Fear.
1: Oh, you don't remember that?
0: Not the one with no pants on under his apron. The other waiter. Oh. Oh, I don't. Okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ziggy arrives at the address of the Santa employer, and it's this balding businessman who opens the door. Ah, come in, yes. Uh-huh. And as he closes the door, the Santa's Needed sign taped shoddily on the door gets blown off by the wind to reveal Ziggy has actually just entered the Fly By Night Loan Company. There's our clue that, that something's about to happen. So, Well, first off, around the corner comes the cop noticing the fallen sign and Ziggy's dog waiting outside it tied up to the stoop so he thinks he's got a break in this case of the crooked Santas. Uh, but we cut to this otherwise empty office of this nameless Santa director who talks off Ziggy's ear
1: in this voice and has some side of form and... He's doing uh, just uh, the worst, like, uh, uh, W.C. Fields impression I've ever heard in my life. But with, like, even some British to it, I think, (laughs) because... and yeah and you know what I'd never pieced this together, but apparently the uh, uh Tom Wilson was actually Canadian and British, so oh. that kind of makes sense that there's a little bit of like british oh. uh like subtlety kind of you know in some of these and I, I guess the accent too, which kind of explains why we would get such a uh, stereotypical Irish kind of cop yes. too
0: that that well I mean. <sighs>
1: I don't know. Uh, yes, 80s. Thank you. Uh,
0: but the pen Ziggy uses to sign this form leaves a big ink blot in the form, and, oh, well, no problem. We'll just file uh-huh. that over here into the oh, trash yeah. bin. So we got, yeah. another jo- we got another short joke. Oh, my goodness, you are standing up. And- <laughs> as Ziggy's uh-huh. fitted for a Santa suit, and the guy hires him on the spot and tells a room he says is full of other waiting applicants but is, in fact, an empty closet that the position Uh, has been filled, and off he sends Ziggy with a bell in the kettle to go collect donations, and then bring all the money back to him. So, Chad, here's my question. Have you ever inquired about a job opportunity, only to find out that something's
1: shady? You know, I, 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 no. But there was that time that, oh, oh, wait, uh, uh. (laughs) I have a story. I have a story. <laughs> no.
0: So, <laughs> Thankfully not. Cause, well, I'm an idiot, and my first job out of college was part-time, so I spent half my time there and the other half in the music and movies section of my local Barnes & Noble. Mm. Coincidentally, where I met our mutual pal Tommy Coombs. Tommy! Okay. Uh, but that's unrelated, so I'm working at Barnes & Noble, and this guy comes in looking for a copy of Eddie and the Cruisers 2, Eddie Lives.
1: Oh, dear gosh, was this Tommy Coombs that came in no. looking for this movie? No, it oh, was this sounds
0: like something it's, it's an older Italian gentleman. We don't have okay. it. I know we don't have it, but I help mm-hmm. him order it. He gets to talking to me. You an ambitious young man. You're looking for
1: a job. He sounds Oh, like no, was it Todd Pengill? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> was he pranks calling you? King. I wish it was Todd Pentkill. <laughs> I
0: Because I knew who he was and I'd run away. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> okay. You're looking for a job? Here's my card. Let me get your number. So I stupidly, naively give this stranger my number. Oh, no. he, he reaches out. We agree to meet. Turns out he wants me to sell Amway. Aha! Uh-huh. So I spend the next. Hour politely letting him give his little presentation to me, silently biting my tongue, trying not to look angry at getting myself into the spot now. Amway's not quite as scandalous as collecting and keeping Christmas donations meant for charity, but yeah, kids, don't give your number to strangers whose business cards have their own name as their company.
1: Eddie. Or, or. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just picturing like Jim Shooter following you around and just saying, and, like, jumping out of. The, uh, like, comic <laughs> section and with, like, a bunch of Valiant <laughs> comics. <laughs> It'd just hey be kid. like, hey, kid, you look like a nice Valiant bunch. <laughs> what? Uh, There's my story.
0: I'm- but off goes Ziggy with his kettle and Charlie Brown tree atop his sled, and he runs into a street corner band playing God Rest Resty Merry Gentlemen as a nearby group of drunk guys sing along and... Here's where Ziggy tries to pay it forward, but he finds no yep. money in his own mitten, and that's when we see the kettle start to glow. Oh, it's and, making sense. And Ziggy turns and pulls out a big old stack of money out of it and drops it into the band's own kettle. So mm-hmm. here we should note the only witnesses to this Christmas miracle are the dog and mm-hmm. the returning thief now hiding in a fire. Hose. I don't mm-hmm. know how that works, but sure, Ziggy just reaches in the kettle, and for all he knows, hey, there was money in here
1: okay i need i i kind of need to make another side point um it's around this time in the special where i they're they're doing like the um the sequence where he's just walking down it's starting to look like an nes ninja turtles game like with a fire hydrant the way he's moving it's just very like nes yeah like it just it's very bizarre for the fire hydrant there's snow on the ground all the water's frozen oh yes that makes sense (laughs)
0: But now we see Ziggy pass some storefronts where a group of mechanical singing angels and the giant, terrifying wind-up Santa both malfunction.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I, oh, gosh, Mike, I, I, this is, like, something that would have been in, like, a Ralph Bakshi- John K. kind of cartoon, not well, not as Ziggy.
0: No, but it does strike me as a very Richard Williams thing. This is the second time this week I'm bringing up this special, but Chad, have we ever talked about the Ann and Andy movie? Uh, I feel like we have. Uh. It's the same kind of sp- very fluid animation, and they have big, giant, candy nightmare monster in that mm-hmm. movie that's animated very similarly to this right and i just made anyone listening to this who knows what i'm talking about shiver just a little
1: yeah and it's like this i mean i don't think this is like as remembered you know as no as as sadly as karuku but like this (laughs) this would be terrifying enough to uh Oh gosh! If I had seen that when I was a kid, I would have never wanted to celebrate Christmas ever. No, right
0: this is the Ziggy Universe's version of Charlie Brown sentiment that Christmas is too commercial. Giant, yes. scary wind up Santa that like yep. breaks down.
1: And see, it goes right back to my Charlie Brown theory. Yeah. What if I'm? I'm just I'm throwing it out there because now you. Well, once you said that, it kind of got the gears turning. What if this is Charlie Brown as an adult? You know, and Charlie Brown has kind of accepted that, you know, he's somewhat of a loser, but he's an optimistic one. And he's seeing all this and he's remembering, you know, uh, what uh, he was saying about Christmas being too commercial as a child. Oh, yeah. It all fits.
0: Yeah, it is. I'm headcanon accepted. Okay, thank you. Perfect. I knew I could rely on you. (laughs) Uh, Well, Ziggy finds a spot to start ringing his bell next to a mailbox, inside of which lurks our googly-eyed thief from the fire hydrant. There he is. Crooked Santa, for reasons we'll discover shortly because right now he's just a bum hiding in things and Mm swatting things from strangers. He takes a package from a passerby. We see a pair of kids dropping coins in Ziggy's kettle, or rather Santa's Mm -hmm. kettle, because that's all they see. The older ones like, I'll leave the juice in the milk on the stand. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, this thief's first attempt at grabbing Ziggy's secretly miraculous kettle are thwarted by someone shoving a large package into the mailbox. Allows the crook inside to sort of tip the whole box over on Ziggy Sled, sending his kettle and the tree flying. Sure does, and, <laughs> and sure as, does. As he tries to sort out that mess, we see this bigger bell ringing Santa steal his spot, but not in like a malicious way. He's just like, oh, this is my corner now." Uh, but not before an annoyed dog pees on his boots before he and Ziggy walks away was not expecting
1: dog pee in this special nobody
0: expects dog pee
1: but yeah I, I that that was one of the notes that i took like that was kind of like oh and it's not like they implied it they actually showed him oh yeah it's you know walking away and there's dog piss all over the the, the uh the ground and i'm just And it's, hey, you know what? It's impressive-looking dog piss. I mean, they really animated (laughs) the heck out of it. Oh, yeah, no. And it's very explicit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very! But as Ziggy walks away from our thief, uh, credited as Crooked Santa, makes his move and swipes the big guy's entire suit piece by piece, except for the dog pee-covered boots. He's got his own shoes. He just needed the Santa bits. So again, Crooked Santa sets up his newly acquired kettle yeah. to Ziggy rings his sure. bell much louder, and still the passersby just kind of drop their coin into Ziggy's kettle as our crooked Santa swiftly swipes the man's pocket watch. Mm-hmm. He tries to switch kettles, but the dog bites him on the leg, and now it's clear to me who the real hero of the special is. It's the dog.
1: It is. It really is. The dog is really the champion of this, and, uh... Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, Crooked Santa gets away without Ziggy's kettle, but the dog comes back with a patch of his red pants clenched in his teeth. Ziggy pockets it until it's much later in the evening, and then uh, puts it on the head of a shivering cat and wraps it tightly around its head. Mm -hmm. And the kitten just runs and climbs aboard the sled with the dog, so Fuzz makes a buddy mm-hmm,
1: which by the way, up till this point, this was my favorite part of the movie or the special, but there there's more oh there's more okay. we're we're, we're gonna get wait. to it very very quickly wait well next, oh, I think you know what it is,
0: okay, our heroes make a stop at the meat mart where outside is a crate full of by my count twenty three live Christmas turkeys, close enough, close enough to a Two dozen, uh, whose noisy, overlapping gobbles for help are all provided by Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. Add the dog and the cat, and that is twenty-five individual voices by one man, one for each minute of this special.
1: Yep. MVP once again. <laughs> MVP, and this is my favorite part, by the way. I love the every whole second. Turkey. Of it. The whole turkey thing, yes.
0: Oh, perfect. Well, noticing Ziggy admiring the birds is the meat mart's proprietor, a butcher with a thick Eastern European accent. Oh. And it's Tony Giorgio who played Bruno <laughs> Tattagli in The Godfather. Hello, Santa.
1: You want to buy a nice Christmas torkey? I show you a nice Look. No. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a yes. minute. Wait, 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 wait. It's Bruno Kirby? No.
0: No, 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 no. The actor is Tony Giorgio. He plays Bruno in The
1: Godfather. Oh, okay, okay. I, Paul, I've i never seen The Godfather. Okay. No, so... Okay, I, I yeah, I got my uh, Tony's and Bruno's. <laughs>
0: confused. I wish it was Bruno Kirby.
1: Oh, gosh. That, that would, would be, be a
0: whole different... I don't know if he could pull this <gasps> off. What? Was he in Godfather, or wasn't I he
1: in... Agree, I don't think it matters.
0: <laughs> All I know is that the... The butcher tries to sell Ziggy a nice Christmas turkey, but Ziggy wants to buy
1: all the turkeys. Aye. Is Ziggy a vegetarian? You know, I, did, I didn't really think about that until you just said this, but that, that would kind of make sense. I mean, he, he's really, you know, caring for every single creature. Maybe he's like, a, you know, kind of like Mr. Rogers where, you know, Mr. Rogers oh. cared for nearly every human being he met. Yeah. And to go back to the Charlie Brown theory, who was Charlie Brown's first best friend? The dog. The dog. <laughs> it all—it's all coming back, ladies and gentlemen. And I—I I realize how crazy I sound, but no, with all, it's a all good these are just—it is a good theory. And, because And it's as all we keep mind. going on there, I like it more and more.
0: Good, thank you. So Ziggy may or may not be a vegetarian. He's not vegan. I've seen him fry eggs and go fishing, but something. yeah compels ziggy to buy this entire lot of turkeys and while the Mm -hmm. butcher's talking to him out of a nearby crate comes our crooked santa who finally gets his hands on the kettle only to find it empty Mm -hmm. yet seconds later we see it glowing again and ziggy reaches in and grabs two big stacks of money totaling $175 for all the turkeys. And then immediately opens the crate and just frees all the turkeys. Let them run chaotically through the city
1: streets. Yes. I love this. And as much as I love eating turkey, <laughs> it was just probably very unziggy-like. Um, I loved seeing them just so excited and happy, and it just really made me feel good. <laughs> this was a great feel-good moment. In turkeys don't, you know, if you think about it in pop culture, turkeys really don't get those uh, those victorious moments. No, very so. No, yeah.
0: infrequently.
1: Yeah, and uh, okay, so. <sighs> We talked about you know you you mentioned that uh, Ziggy paid 175 for all those turkeys. Yes. How much was each turkey? Because okay. there there were how many? Like there were twenty. I counted tur- twenty three. Twenty three. So uh, that's so uh, that, uh, a little over
0: seven fifty a turkey.
1: Okay, then yeah, the math is totally the the math is totally the there. Math is okay.
0: Good. And this guy's calling it a deal. These are live turkeys now, so they might he be a is. Little- I don't know whether yeah, he, they're more expensive or less expensive.
1: And plus, is, it was at night.
0: And so at
1: like it's Christmas Eve. He's not going to get rid of all those turkeys. I mean, no. the fact that you know, Ziggy came by. That was. I mean, I. <sighs> Fate called an audible right there. I mean there my go. gosh. And he was just outside at the right moment. So More
0: than one miracle is happening tonight at the Mead Mart, folks. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Well a satisfied Ziggy shakes the butcher's hand and then waves a feather under his nose to make him sneeze so hard he falls <laughs> on his butt. And Ziggy he goes on his way. Mm-hmm. And then out around the corner comes Officer O'Connor coming to question okay. the butcher, who tells Mr Police Guy. A little guy dressed as Santa bought his entire stock of live turkeys in cash from his big iron kettle and turned them loose. Yep. So the cop is hot on the trail now. We catch up with Ziggy now as he encounters a very realistically drawn homeless man. I feel like I've seen drawn in so many other things in the seventies. It's a
1: very specific, realistically drawn homeless man. He's you know
0: what? It- in a cold. Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, and I apologize for interrupting. You know what it kind of reminds me of is in that, um, you know, uh, the Garfield Halloween special, which I know you're very familiar with. It kind of reminds me of the old uh, the old man telling uh, Garfield and Odie the the horror story. A
0: little bit. Mm
1: -hmm. Maybe that's what I was thinking
0: of. I I kept going back to Old Man Winter from Gift of Winter because it's it's that same style of. Animated realism. Yes. Is, yeah. As best as I can do it, which is how they did it in the seventies.
1: Yes, and you know, I, as 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 kind of schmaltzy as this can get at times. Mm-hmm. We we got anyone listening who's never seen this. I, I, I don't think we can you know oversell the animation enough. Like this is just gorgeous animation like this is just phenomenal like mm-hmm. I, I i there's not a lot of animated specials you know one shots at least that i've seen animated this well you know
0: yeah they put a lot of heart in into drawing this and making it look sure very nice which absolutely
1: didn't see a lot
0: before and you didn't see a lot after so I, i'm glad we both appreciate that
1: absolutely but
0: so it's this homeless man sitting in a cold, snowy alleyway trying to keep warm, and Ziggy takes off his Santa hat and coat and just puts it on the man before going on his way.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, cut back to the cops who use a call box to inform their chief he's rounded up all, all the other crooked Santas, sure. but one, the little guy, got away. Yep. But here, we see Officer O'Connor's whole paddy wagon full of other Santas, including that one <laughs> big guy who's now in his underwear... 'cause the suit was stolen by our slippery thief.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: also in the back of the wagon is this ringleader, the fly-by-night loan shark, uh-huh. who's keeping a positive attitude about it.
1: I mean, let's face it, boys. This crooked Santa business is far too seasonal. I am seriously considering going into politics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah. joke that aged the
1: best. What? <sighs> okay. Good night everybody. Yeah, we'll see you later. We'll see you next we'll see you next year.
0: <laughs> well, the chief yells at O'Connor not to report back till he's got the little guy and he instructs the paddy wagon driver Sweeney, every cop in this universe is Irish. To bring in these turkeys, I'm going after the little guy, and he says it in that sort of tone that winks at the audience. It's like that's this special's bread and butter. Look at yeah. all these tall jerks picking on the proverbial little guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 little jokes get a little much. I mean, they they really fell short on these uh on these one liners. I'm sorry, but.
0: Uh, Well, our main crooked Santa thief catches up with Ziggy and again attempts to steal his kettle, despite already finding it empty, but now the dog and the cat attack him. Fuzz, our established true MVP, clamps his teeth tightly on his butt, and now Ziggy struggles to pry his own kettle out of the thief's hands, when here comes Officer O'Connor, putting them both under arrest. Uh, but then they struggle to bring them in and are interrupted by a group of curious, giggling children watching from a nearby building, calling out Merry Christmas, Santa. I don't know who your friend is, but you're both coming Merry with Christmas me. Santa. <laughs> Everyone freezes until the officer plays it off by going into song belting out Terribly off silent night,
1: silent night, holy night. All is calm,
0: all is bright, terrible silent night, <laughs> and motions to the other to the jump in, and we hear. Crooked Santis trying to sing harmony or close to it. And we see Ziggy's mouth move, but again, I couldn't hear a third voice.
1: Yeah, no, he's doing that thing that I do at people's birthdays where you <laughs> kind of, you know, mouth the words where everyone light. else just kind of things. Yeah, you're, 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 he's just being. Look, Ziggy's done enough this night. He, oh, he doesn't damn. need to sing. <laughs> okay. But he's
0: doing it for the kids. <sighs>
1: Okay, and I, I I respect that. And the kids are watching. They're they're actually inside, right? They haven't come out. No, not yet. They're all watching from the inside.
0: Well, then, then that's fine because they're not going to be able to <laughs> hear him anyway. Could be. Well, the woman who runs what is revealed to be Mrs. Othslum's foster home. Uh, opens the door and lets them hear, and actually invites this trio of last second carolers in for hot chocolate. Merry Christmas and bless you. Come in.
1: Please come in. We love to have you visit with us. Uh, this is how Human Centipede started, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> this is why I'm not allowed on certain podcasts, by the way. <laughs> Well,
0: here's what actually happened. (laughs) Yup. So the cop and Crooked Santa are very visibly awkward, as are everybody listening to this now. Pretty much. (laughs) But Ziggy has an idea and brings in the Charlie Brown tree from outside along with the dog and cat. And all the kids immediately take to the kitty, who knocks a bit of yarn onto the tree, which Ziggy wraps up to decorate and... One little boy points to the officer's star-shaped badge, which begins to glow like we saw the kettle do before. It's a golden yellow glow. It's the glow from The Last Dragon. Mm Mm-hmm, pretty much. Harry Gordy's Ziggy's Gift, everyone. I
1: heard I could find Leroy Green, or what is it? (laughs) Bruce Leroy here. There it is.
0: Yeah. Now the cop and everyone notice the badge glowing supernaturally, so yeah, let's put it on the tree, and it lights up the whole room.
1: I I, I feel like uh this is fate, and I feel like these kids are kinda guilting the cop into feeling the Christmas spirit. Can I I, I, I need to point out though. Go ahead. Where is the paddy wagon with the other cop or with the other Santas? they're down at the
0: station he had another driver he had sweeney oh okay all right yeah so he's he's on foot he's out on his own trying to get the little guy
1: i've got to go find oh gosh wait that was sean (laughs) scottish (laughs) what am i doing here (laughs) oh gosh okay (laughs) well one of the girls
0: staring at the thief in the santa suit oh santa i just knew you'd come and here's our moment uh-huh. Now, some other Christmas enthusiasts around the internet call this the Linus moment, when someone in a special or movie or episode has that turning point where they feel mm-hmm. the true meaning of what Christmas is all about. I okay. prefer, to call yep. it, the mm-hmm. heart grows three sizes moment, like in the group.
1: Oh, okay. I, I was going to go with the Skeletor face turn, but Ooh, I, I can explain. I accept-
0: like yours better. This is the Skeletor face turn. So, that is the new Advent Calendar House yes. canon.
1: I like it. I like Thank it. Thank you However, so much. You're However. very welcome. I was going to say, I, I don't think with with Linus, I think that you can't really make that comparison because That's Linus was always the voice of reason. So he already kind of knew what the, you know, the meaning of Christmas was.
0: Right. And I don't know whether it's someone teaching someone else, but yeah, I always felt it. Oh, okay. A, a Grinch thing that people are trying to go after. That's fair. Linus.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Uh, okay. Nope, Skeletor face turn. That's what it is from now on ever. Uh, Or at least that's what's happening here as our shifty Santa pulls a gift we saw him take earlier from a passerby out of his bag and gives it to the little girl who plants a kiss on him. And he gives the pocket watch to a little boy. And now his bag starts to glow. So my best guess is that it's the spirit of giving that ignites the glow. I think so. Okay.
1: Or... or- you might just have to be kind of that, you know, pure soul. And now that he's you know, the, the 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 thief is kind of realizing uh okay, maybe I've, you know, been doing this all wrong. He's kind of starting to realize, okay, I I I can definitely make a, you know, a change and I can, you know, help instead of just take. Perfect. So, yeah. Okay.
0: And now <laughs> no, thank you. Uh- yeah. So the now-redeemed Santa pulls out a teddy bear and a train set and stuff for all the kids. And and then Ziggy, who spent this whole special playing stupid with everyone, including us as the audience, kind of knowingly goes up to Santa and points to a seemingly empty bag like, aren't you forgetting something? <laughs> and the last thing he pulls out is the first mm-hmm. thing we saw him take, the officer's badge. Mm-hmm. He remorsefully returns as Ziggy gives him the old wink. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
1: Okay, okay, I'm I'm starting to kind of piece it together. Right. I am starting to kind of think Ziggy has this like weird kind of maybe Christmas superpower where he can kind of make that happen, or maybe it just goes back to the you know good, pure nature, you know, pure-hearted. I don't know. I I but I, I get the sense. Or maybe this was a plan by Ziggy, you know, maybe he was leading the the cop and the thief to the the, the children's home. So he can.
0: Yeah. Is he like the Clarence of
1: this movie? I'm starting to think he is. Whoa. I love that. Because you know what? I I mean, we kind of hear the thief kind of uh, we kind of hear him like grumble a little, don't we? A little
0: bit, but okay. then his heart kind of warms like, yeah, right. I, I feel better already. And then the officer kind of whispers to Ziggy a little later, sorry about all that trouble between you and your friend here. So mm-hmm. water <laughs> under the bridge for these three. Huh?
1: Yup, it's kind of nice. Uh,
0: boiling hot water because it's hot chocolate yep.
1: time. Yay.
0: As Mrs. Othslum toasts our new friends, followed by the cop toasting to the little ones, especially this little guy.
1: This little guy.
0: (laughs) To the little guy and his generous Santa friend. Well, here's when Ziggy decides to peace out, leaving the officer and his generous Santa friend with the foster kids and, and takes his dog home. The cat starts to follow them out, but Ziggy motions to the kids, hey, kitty. You, you, they need you more. Mm -hmm. Need another mouth to feed because Ziggy's about to go home with no lights on. That wreath fell, so. But we don't see that. Harry Nielsen just plays us out again, Mm -hmm. and that's it. No, a short mushy special about giving, appropriate for a short mushy greeting card mascot once lost
1: with time, but now readily available if you know where to look on the internet. Mm -hmm. It's true, and. You know, I, I gotta be honest, you know, I don't ever remember seeing this, mm. you know, I, I mean, I was born a year after this cartoon, you know, debuted, but right. I, I, I didn't really discover this until a couple years ago when Dinah, uh, dinosaur Dracula had posted it, uh, on some article and I was like, yeah, thank you, man. And I gotta be honest. I, I was amazed. I was amazed. I, I. The animation was fantastic. Um, it, it was a very sweet story. Yeah. You know, as much as we, we, you and I just love, you know, poking fun at these things. But the fact of the matter is, this was a great, beautiful story. And geez, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I would, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that this was the only Ziggy cartoon. You know, because I don't think we've seen Ziggy in a cartoon before or since.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. He might have popped up here
1: and there. But I feel like he would have been ripe for a like um, like a little cameo on a Garfield and Friends cartoon where he, you know, because didn't Garfield like make fun of Marmaduke or something like that? And I could kind of see like something like that. But I I don't think I've, if this is Ziggy's only animation appearance, I'd say it's a home run. I I think it got the job done very well. And you know what? This is something that I think, I think as, you know, as mushy as it is, I think, you know, you could definitely add this to your Christmas playlist. For sure.
0: Definitely consider it. Check this out, folks. It's on YouTube. Probably shouldn't be. I don't know if it will be by the time I publish this. (laughs) You can find it
1: yeah you guys have a google machine i believe in you just like ziggy believes in you ziggy definitely does believe in you and he would thank you for watching him on youtube even though you probably shouldn't
0: (laughs) well chad if people want to give you any gifts they've stolen from others on the street where can they find you on the internet
1: they can find me at Westfall Mike on oh wait a minute no 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 I'm sorry they can find me at horrormoviebarbecue.com on Twitter uh, at horrormoviebarbecue Facebook, Instagram uh, you can find those pages as well Um, and yeah that's pretty much where you can find
0: me (laughs) great thank you for recommending this one man
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Mike. Always a pleasure to sit here and talk obscure animation with you.
0: Same. Thank you. And check out show notes at adventcalendar.house or on Twitter at adventcalhouse. I'll be back with another Christmas special in a couple days. Until then, for Chad Young, from a noisy crate full of live turkeys, this is Mike Westfall saying, please watch out for the icy patch.
1: Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs>
0: That's right. Love is the answer. Oh, give, give, love. The Advent Calendar House is part of the Christmas Podcast Network, located conveniently at Christmaspodcastnetwork.com.
1: We're the elves from the Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. And Tis the Podcast is
0: a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Join us each week as we rank, review, and discuss all your favorite Christmas movies and television shows. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes it's a verbal brawl. But each and every week is guaranteed to be fun. Come join us. Next time on the Advent Calendar House...
1: It's the happiest Christmas special ever. The Glow Friends Save Christmas. Dear Glow Friends, and everyone we know is so full of joy. Starring Carol O'Connor as Santa Claus and Sally Struthers as the Wicked Witch. Say goodbye to Christmas. I'm blowing it! Up. What will happen? Find out in The Glow Friends Save Christmas.